So how likely is it that Labour can muster the numbers in the Commons to pass an amendment calling for a second referendum? Dr Alan Wager is a research associate at the UK in a Changing Europe initiative at King's College London and he joins me now. Good evening. Good evening. Can this plan succeed? I mean, Stephen Kinnock there was pretty much against it. As it stands, it still looks pretty difficult and like an uphill battle to get the sort of numbers in Parliament, given that, for example, if Stephen Kinnock isn't willing to back a second referendum at this stage, then I think we're looking or talking about maybe up to 40 Conservative, uh, forty Labour MPs voting against the idea as it stands. And that would need upwards of sort of towards 50 Conservative MPs to sort of counteract and counterbalance that. So really at this stage, as it plays out, things might change. But at, at this stage, it looks like the numbers aren't there for an amendment of this type. That doesn't mean that things won't change. Do, do you think, as far as support on the Conservative side is, is concerned, is it possible to assess the numbers? I think a lot depends on what happens this week and we're looking at how many Conservative ministers uh, resign from the government to force this uh, extension uh, of Article 50 through Parliament. And if a sizable number of Conservative ministers resign from the government, that massively changes the numbers again. So I think we're talking about sort of uh, known unknowns at the moment. How many Conservative ministers are willing to resign will be a key indicator of whether there's anything like the the mood to move towards a second referendum, ultimately, if all the options aren't on the table apart from that. Labour have moved very slowly towards this position. It's taken a long time. Emily Thornbury was uh, was telling us there that this was a, a process that had been agreed at conference. But the problem for them is voters in places like Stoke who will be upset by by Labour moving towards what may be perceived to be a, a remain-leaning position. Will they be upsetting their voters in the Brexit heartlands? Will they be making a political calculation? Yeah, but it's important to know, that, to, to recognise that they need to hold on to their the voters they have and they're predominantly remain voters. Even in, even in areas like Stoke, the majority of, uh, almost the majority of people that voted for Labour will have voted Remain, and it's really and it's really important to see that their their, their sort of tactic in the twenty seven general election of sort of strategic ambiguity uh, has kind of stopped working in the last few months. Their 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 opinion polling rating is is drifting slowly down, and that was made even worse by the uh, by the the creation of this new grouping, if you like, in Parliament. So the 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 the, the tactics and strategy that the that the Labour Party were were using of trying to sort of tack one way and the other was was running out of road and they had to make a decision. And I think probably ultimately they'll they'll find that there may be some dividend in, in the short term, given that the given the, the way they were losing votes. And the, they were losing votes predominantly from, from Remain voters. And it, as far as the next couple of weeks are concerned, given the views that we've heard there from Stephen Kinnock, from Emily Thornbury, publicly, there will be little sign of the, pub, of the party uniting. Uh, well, I mean, th- this position unites something like, you know, upwards of 200 of of the conservative MP, of labor MPs in favor of, of this position I mean we're gonna we're gonna start seeing potentially more MPs like Stephen Kinnock um, start arguing against a, a second referendum but the shift will move back to the to the conservative party predominantly and there's going to be a focus on the conservative remain MPs who have often been able to hide behind the idea that Jeremy Corbyn hasn't backed a referendum and if push comes to shove our MPs you know, like Nick Bowles, for example, who's constantly arguing for a soft Brexit, will he move to a second referendum if push comes to shove? And also the ERG, who look at the, the sort of right wing of the Conservative Party, who have really been backed into a, a corner now, and they have a really difficult choice to make, increasingly difficult choices to make, if this extension is passed this week. 
then it's looking increasingly like uh, there's going to be a pretty good case to say, you know, Brexit could well be reversed unless they vote for for this May's deal, which was which was just thunderously rejected, you know. A few weeks ago. A few weeks ago. Dr. Alan Wager, thank you very much indeed.